is everybody doing? So, we have been gone for a while. I'm not even sure how long it's been. Let me see. I know initially God said, okay, I want you to go on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, on Instagram, not Instagram. I want you to go on YouTube and I want you to do lives for the whole month. So, that was the plan. So, that's what I um, had let you guys know that I was going to go live every day for the month of November. And then, God is always up to surprises, like I said. So, one, the, one morning I woke up, whatever morning it was, I'll have to look back at my notes, and he was like, you're not going live today. I was like, huh? Nope, you're not going live today. Okay, well, maybe I'll go the next day. So, it ended up being the next day. Nope, you're not going live this day either. Just a minute. What day was it? I think the 6th. We're now at November 15th, but I'm pretty sure November 6th, he said, um, was it the 6th? Okay, I went live October 31st, November 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th. So maybe it was November, it was November 5th or November 6th, and he said, you're not going live. And I said, okay, because two, a lot of things that he, like a big way that he handles things with us is he says, okay, I'm going to put you out there. Now I'm going to take you off the grid. I'm going to put you out there and now I'm going to take you back into hiding. So this is one of those instances where he was like, okay, I'm going to put you out there. You're going to go live every day in November. And then he's like, oh, surprise. I'm going to take you back off the grid. Didn't know how long it was going to be. And one of the days he said, you're going to go, I'm going to put you back on the grid on November 15th. That's when you're going to go live again. Okay. But in between all of that, after releasing those, what, I think five videos that I released, definitely um, the warfare was ramped up. And God said, so now I'm going to pull you back in. And what he does with us, with the Koi and I, is he says, I'm going to pull you back in. I'm going to take you back into protective custody. So we were put back in protect protective custody because of all the stuff that was going on, all the warfare. Um, but anyways, here we are, we're back again. So one thing to let you know is when things are being exposed in your camp, when, when God is revealing certain things in your life, obviously the warfare will be ramped up because the enemy doesn't want you to focus in on fasting. The enemy doesn't want you to focus in more on hearing God's voice. The enemy doesn't want you focused on um, reading God's word. So they'll ramp up the warfare to get you to distracted, to get you to lose focus. But obviously, continue to press in, continue to stay focused. And also, um, one thing is you really have to stay sensitive to God's voice because I could have easily been like, okay, God, but you said go live every day in November. And I could have been like, oh, well, this has got to be the enemy's voice that's telling me not to go live today, but that's where it pays to know God's voice because if I would have said, no, I'm going to keep going live in November, what would have happened? Uh, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have went so well because I'm supposed to be in hiding when God says go in hiding and I'm supposed to come out when God says come out. So I would have been an easy target if I would have continued to do my own thing, so to speak, because I came out of hiding and stayed out of hiding when really being sensitive to God's voice put me back in hiding. And so now I'm back out when he says come back out. But if you pay attention to but another scripture that comes to mind that he has been saying a lot during this time is I'm going to use the foolish things to confound the wise. Stay sensitive to God's voice because two, things aren't going to make sense to other people around you 
but that doesn't matter. Stay true to what God is saying. It's God does things so differently than the world. God does things so differently than you would even think that he would do things. But that's another thing. You have to stay in God's word because if you just go off of what people say around you, especially with a big thing that's, that's running rampant right now is the spirit of double-mindedness. So, for instance, God tells you to do something and now you have a friend or even a family member that means well and they tell you something but it contradicts what God is saying. But because the spirit of double-mindedness is going around, you give into it. And because the advice that this friend or this family member is giving sounds right, it sounds like it's good and you know that they don't mean you any harm, then guess what? You're gonna be easily swayed and you're gonna go off what this family member is saying. You're gonna go off what this friend is saying because it sounds right, it sounds good. But no, I guarantee you that God is going to have you do things that is going to sound different and look different than the way that you expected. But you have to allow him to lead you and you've got to follow him. Do not give in to double-mindedness. I guarantee you that if you come out of agreement with double-mindedness and you stand on God's word, please study God's word. Because the more, because how are you going to know how God is? How are you going to know uh, what God's character is like. How are you going to know it when God tells you to do something, if that's from God or if it's from the enemy or whatever? How are you going to know? You're not. You're going to go off what you think, but you're not going to go off what you know because you don't know God, because you haven't been studying his word. That Just like, for example, um, God told some of the prophets to do some crazy things, but if you, if God was to tell you to do it, like, lay on your side for this many days. He told one of the prophets to do that. But if God told you to do it, you'd be like, what in the world is this? I'll use the foolish things to confound the wise. You gotta obey, do what he said. But guess what? If you share that with somebody else, what? God told you to lay on your side for how many days? For what, for what reason? You know how crazy that's gonna sound? It's gonna sound crazy. It's gonna look crazy. But we're not of this world. We're from another kingdom, literally another kingdom. We are not from here. We've been planted here to do what we need to do. And the, how we go about doing things on this earth is different than how the world does things. Do not push it away just because it sounds crazy. Just because the thought sounds like, huh, what did you just say? No. Press into it. Like I said, even if you're not sure at first, still press into it. Especially, especially if it makes you uncomfortable, press into it. Because majority of the time... When you feel uncomfortable, God wants to get your attention about something. It doesn't mean that he's making you feel uncomfortable, so to speak. Usually it's, it's just something you need to press in. And as you press into it, God will reveal to you, this is what it is, or that's what it is, or whatever it may be. But please, study God's word. When you study his word, like, for example, there's revelation that God will give us. But it, give to Koi and I. But if we were to just come out and just share it, somebody will be like, oh, that's not in the word. That's not... But guess what? Some people are going to say that, but because we study his word and we know his word, you can't, we're not going to be easily swayed. That spirit of double-mindedness can't come in and find the landing strip because we know his word. We know what he told prophets to do. We know what prophets stood for. We know um, what they were called to do in the Bible. We know the different strategies that God gave them. For example, okay, we're in one location right now since May. God has had, uh, Decoy and I and our family, going to different places, 
And usually when he'll have us go is at nighttime. Why? Because it's something about the enemy can't locate us. And guess what? We can't even tell people we're going. He'll say, he'll surprise us the day of, he'll say, this is where I want you to go. Okay, let's fill the tank up with gas. Let's make sure we have snacks for the kids. Let's get in the car and go. But, and also a majority of the time, he'll tell us what time to go. It's not just, oh, go at 10 o'clock in the morning or get on the road whenever. No, he'll tell us what time. I want you to go at nine o'clock at night. I want you to go at midnight. I want you, and I don't want you to tell anybody where you're going. Well, guess what? In the Bible, they were led that way too. In Nehemiah, you can read it in Nehemiah where he was a repair of the breach. What did he do? He came and he was to repair um, different parts of towns and city, different parts of areas and stuff. And when he went and did that, um, he went out at night. He went, went out investigate things, to investigate the walls, investigate what was going on, what needed to be rebuilt. He went to investigate it. And if you read it in Nehemiah, he wasn't, um, he didn't tell anybody where he was going or what he was doing. He went and he just, he, there may have been a couple people, I can't remember sure, there may have been a couple people he was led to tell. Can't remember for sure, I'll have to look it up. But anyways, he wasn't, he didn't tell all these people what he was doing and where he was going. He just went and did it. That's, that's what God is doing in this season is he's going to tell you to do certain things and tell you where to go, but you're not to tell other people. And that's another reason why he's clearing out your camp because what a lot of you do is you hear something or you'll decide to do something and you've got to tell everybody what you're doing. Don't tell everybody your plans because everybody is not for you and you think that everybody is for you that's in your camp because you think, oh, they love me or they care about me or all these things. Not everybody that acts as though they love you or care about you is for you. That's just it. And I'm sure on the three-day fast that you did that God exposed because he said he was going to expose. So I know he exposed some to you and he's going to continue to expose. He's exposed over the past, excuse me, over the past several years, he's exposed people to us. And even now he's still exposing more. So it's a a cycle that will continue on because there are more people that will try to come into your life. But again, with that just gift of discerning spirits, ask for it, press into it, have, ask God to sharpen it, and I guarantee you he will. And I guarantee that there were things that you guys, when you were around other people, you didn't pick up on it. But since the fast, since pressing more into God, since um, leaning more on his voice and deciding that you're not going to give in to the spirit of double-mindedness, I guarantee you guys have heard more. I guarantee that there are certain people that you were around five months ago that you've been around the past however many days, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't look the same. They don't sound the same. I guarantee you God is exposing people to you. I guarantee you that when these people talk to you, it does not sound the same. Your alarm is going off. And you know something is not right. Why? Because God said he's going to expose, which means he's going to expose. Now, what would you do with that after he exposes is up to you. Are you going to continue to um, give your ear to this person? Are you going to continue to listen to the advice that they give? Or are you going to see it for what it is, that this person is contamination in your life and that they are holding down your destiny? That marriage that you want, those kids that you want, that job that you want, those vacations that you want, um, that financial bracket that you want to live in, um, the way you want to you know, spread God's kingdom across the earth, whatever it is, whatever is tied to your destiny, those people in your camp that are not supposed to be in your camp, guess what? 
they're the reason because they're locking up your destiny. But you would think, oh, not them. Yes, them. Oh, not, not this person. Yes, that person. They were sent. They were sent. They were sent to hold you down. They were sent to lock up your destiny. You've got to understand that this stuff goes back well beyond you. It goes back way a long time ago. There were assignments placed on your bloodline and you being the bloodline curse breaker, they definitely want to hold you down because you're going to be the one that transforms the bloodline. You're going to be the one that stops these things. You're going to be the one that unlocks your family member's destiny, the destiny of your bloodline. You're going to be the one to unlock it. Does you think the enemy wants that? No. So they want to keep you held down. So that friend that you called your best friend, guess what? They were sent to hold you down. They were sent to lock to keep your destiny locked up. It was already locked up. Your destiny was locked up before you. Because whoever came before you did whatever sacrifice, whatever they need to do, whatever um, contract and covenant they need to come into agreement with to lock your destiny up before you even came out of your mother's womb. So now it's locked up and the enemy sends certain people in your life to make sure it stays locked up, to make sure you stay bound. So instead of you listening to God's word, instead of you pressing in more to God, you're giving your ear to your best friend. Instead of saying, okay, this is what God's telling me to do and I'm going to keep it to myself, you decide to share it with your best friend. Why? Because that's your best friend. That's understandable, but not anymore. And it's not understandable anymore. You've got to keep it to yourself. Unless you, unless you specifically hear God say, share it with this person. If God did not tell you to share it with... A, B, and C. Don't share with A, B, and C. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, I understand some people, you're used to um, telling everybody everything. You can't do that. Even, you, let's say, for instance, you, you don't even have to tell everybody everything. Okay, say it's just these one or two people that you keep close. Probably one out of those is contamination in your camp. Yes contamination in your camp. They were sent by the enemy. They are on assignment. Do they know what they're doing? Yes, they know what they're doing. This is not, oh, they were sent and they don't know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, but you don't know what they're doing. Don't give your ear to everybody and please listen to God. Do not be double-minded when he says something. It's going to sound crazy. There are some things that God has had DeCoy and I and our family do, and I'm, at this point, we're used to it. So do we think, oh, this is crazy or oh, this? No, because we're used to it. And also, being in the word of God, you understand that people did things that were out of the norm. Again, God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. It's not going to look like you think it's going to look. It's not going to sound like you think it's going to sound. So just if, if you hear God say something and you're unsure, go to the word of God. Ask God, okay, where can I find this in scripture? He will more than likely lead you to a certain chapter. Just the other day, I was asking him something. And I was like, what happened here? What's going on? And he said, um, a name of a prophet. That's all he told me was just a name of a prophet. I said, okay. So I went to the Bible, read the story of this prophet, and it was the exact answer that I needed. Exact answer. Another thing in this season, say that you're used to hearing God, um, you know, you're just sitting in quiet time. God can speak to us many ways, but say you're sitting in quiet time and you're used to hearing from God that way. Well, guess what? He's switching it up because there are things coming that you need to know that you know that you know that you're hearing from God because, um, let me think of something. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. What was the Holy Spirit? Um, 
Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. It'll come back to me. But anyways, um, God wants you to know his word. And why does he want you to know his word? Because that's what it was. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, say you're used to hearing from God. Uh, just sitting in quiet time or even you're used to hearing God say you're a big dreamer or you get lots of vision So you're used to hearing from God that way He's switching things up for all of us because he wants us to know him in his word That is the best way to hear from him. So say you're used to hearing him from him You know five times out of seven when you're sitting in quiet time Well, guess what if it sounds like he's silent in quiet time, it's because he's silent in quiet time. Why? Because he's speaking somewhere else. And where is that place that he's speaking? He's speaking in his word. Pick up the Bible and read it because it's so easy for you to be deceived if you're not, if you don't know God for yourself in the Bible. I'm not talking about, oh, God is loving. Oh, God. Is... No, 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 no. You need to have a deeper understanding. What did he tell people to do? What specifically, I would say, what did he tell prophets to do? What did he tell them to do? Because, for instance, I don't know, Lord, lead and guide my voice because I don't want to get too deep into stuff that I'm not supposed to. Um, what is it, Holy Spirit? Where do you want me to go with this? Okay. He can tell you, for instance, to pick up and go somewhere. Okay, we can look. Oh, okay, we can look at that in Scripture. Um, he, he told Abraham to leave his family and travel here. No, 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 it's gonna be much deeper than that. It's gonna be much deeper than that. Not only will he tell you to pick up and move, but he might tell you, don't tell other people where you're going, just like he told Nehemiah. Nehemiah just like Nehemiah didn't tell people where he was going. In the middle of the night, he got up and left. God might be telling you to move to a different state, to move to a different town, to move somewhere else across the country. And he might tell you to move in the night. Don't tell other people where you're going. Don't tell other people what you're doing. What do you mean? I can't tell my mom. I can't tell my dad. I can't share this with my sister. No. Did he tell you? Did you hear Holy Spirit say, go ahead and share? Or was that the enemy whispering to you? Yeah, go ahead and tell him. You got to tell your mom. You got to tell your best friend. Did he tell you to tell them? We can look in scripture and there were certain people he told not to tell other people what was going on. You have to know what God is saying because he's going to tell you to do things that sound crazy, that sound, for instance, okay, he told Noah to build the ark. I mean, that's when we go off all the time. If, let's really think about that. If, if God came to you and told you to build an ark and there was no water anywhere, but he's telling you to build an ark. But think about it. If you told your dad, do you think he would look at you like you were crazy? Yeah. Say you're sitting there working on the, the ark for six months now and there's still no rain. There's still no water. You're going to think you're crazy unless you know God. There's if we did not know the voice of God and we did not know 100% this is what God is saying, we would feel like we were going crazy. We would feel like the moves and the steps that we are making were crazy. But why do we not feel like we're crazy? Because we know the word of God, because we know his voice. We don't allow the spirit of double-mindedness double to come in and to come into agreement with it. Don't come into agreement with it. There, for instance, say even that, um, okay, Thanksgiving is coming up. You're used to going to certain people's house. You're used to going to your grandma's house. You're used to going to your aunt's house. Well, guess what? This, this Thanksgiving, there might be some sacrifices that you have to make on your end where God says, mm -mm, don't go to that person's house for Thanksgiving. 
I don't care what you have to tell your family, but you're not, I, uh -uh, I don't want you to go. You're not to go. I'm commanding you not to go. But what some of you are going to do is, oh, that wasn't God. That's my family. God wouldn't want me to not be around my family. Um, if there's contamination in your camp within your family and it's contaminating you and that's what's holding down your destiny, that's what's been preventing you from getting married, that's what's been preventing you from um, being successful, from living this abundant life that Jesus wants us to live, that's what's been keeping you from... That's what's been keeping you so tied down that you can't even fulfill God's will for your life because of the contamination that's within your camp, that's in your family. And so there's a lot that's going to happen this year specifically at Thanksgiving, especially since God is exposing. So what's going to happen? These people that are in your camp that are not for you, that you think are for you, that they smile in your face, they give you a hug, they give you a kiss, they buy you things, they cook for you. Guess what? You may have been calling them family and friends, but guess what? They are an enemy to you. And God has been showing you and he's going to continue to show you. You're even going to have dreams of them. You're going to have visions of them. And God is going to say, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to this person's house for Thanksgiving. Well, I can just pray. I can just pray before I go. Or I can just pray over the food. No, there are sacrifices being made at these tables. There are if you go ahead and go, it's going to keep your destiny locked up. That marriage you want, that God wants for you more than you want for you, guess what? It's going to stay locked up. Is it really worth it to go to this person's house for Thanksgiving because it's what you've done year after year? You've done it out of habit. You've done it out of tradition. What God is breaking all that stuff. God is breaking tradition. He's not, God is not even in those type of traditions that we call traditions. We, the, the war, we've come into agreement with what the world has done. Because guess what? I need to get back to that thought. But it's easy access. Oh, yeah, let's, let's have Thanksgiving. Did God tell us to have Thanksgiving? Where does this come from? Is Thanksgiving in Scripture? Where is this coming from? I know it's feast during Scripture. But is Thanksgiving in Scripture? Where is this? Where, why, why have we stuck to this? Let me show you how easy access this is for each year for your destiny to stay locked up. Each year, each year, each year. How? Because this aunt's house, this grandma's house, whoever it is, your uncle, whoever it is, this house that you keep going to year after year after year for Thanksgiving, guess what? There are sacrifices that have been made. This aunt, this uncle, whoever they are, working with the enemy, grandma even, working with the enemy to keep you and the bloodline, the bloodline of the destiny locked up. They don't want you to be unlocked because you'll unlock the bloodline of the destiny. So they have to keep you locked up. So anyways, you go to this aunt's house, this uncle's house, whatever, for Thanksgiving, the same tradition you've been doing year after year, and you think it's fine because God wants us around family. We have a great time. We, we pray over the food before we eat. That's not enough this time. It is not enough. This food has been sacrificed unto idols. You are literally pulling your chair up to the enemy's table and, and feasting. So when you pull your chair up to the enemy's table on Thanksgiving to feast, just remember, ask yourself, is this plate of food? Because people just, they have to have Thanksgiving food. They've been waiting all year for Thanksgiving food. I remember when I was that way. Thanksgiving food was always the best. It was, it was always the best food. And you would wait all, you, you would anticipate that plate of food Thanksgiving every year. That same 
fake macaroni and cheese that your aunt's making, those same rolls, the, those uh, green bean casserole, whatever it is, you get it one time a year more than likely. And Thanksgiving, that is it. You're feasting, and guess what? You're feasting right at the enemy's table. You're pulling your chair, you're sitting at that table, and you are feasting, you're having a good old time, but guess what? Is that plate that you're eating of that baked macaroni and cheese, is it worth it? Because guess what? That's keeping your... Tell somebody, what does she mean this baked macaroni and cheese is keeping my destiny locked up? Why? Because that baked macaroni and cheese that you're sitting at that table and eating on Thanksgiving has been sacrificed unto idols. It has an assignment on it. It has been cursed. Yes, it has been cursed. Oh, I can just pray over it. I'm telling you, by the word of God, by what he is saying right now in this season, this year for Thanksgiving, you sit down and eat that plate of food. That depression you're experiencing, guess what? It's going to go to a, a whole new level. You thought you were depressed before? Mm-mm. You ain't seen nothing yet. Do not eat the food. Don't go to the house. Stay at your own house. Stay at your own house. Stay home. It's okay. Oh, I'm going to feel lonely. Um, isn't Holy Spirit your best friend? Don't you have God? Don't you have Jesus? Um, if you're a believer, I would think that you do. So are you really lonely? No. Is it worth going to these family members' house to have your destiny locked up? Here you are crying out to God, I want to be married. I'm this age now and I'm not married. I'm this age and all my friends around me, they're married. They have these kids. Their life is move, moving forward. I feel like my life has been, you know, on pause all these years. Well, guess what keeps putting it on pause? That that plate of food at Thanksgiving you keep going to every year. Oh, I'm going to finish this plate and I'm going to get me another plate. I'm going to make sure I have enough room for dessert. That dessert that you're eating, guess what? <clears throat> it's locking up your womb. I'm telling you what I know. Because that's what God is saying in this season. Say even, for instance, you have two kids, but you want more. Um, I would suggest, not even suggest, I would tell you right now, do not go to that family member's house on Thanksgiving. It is locking up your womb. I'm not just telling you to tell you. I'm telling you what God is saying. Your womb is going to be locked up. So then when it comes time to now, oh, me and my husband, we want to try for baby number three. Guess what? There's going to be miscarriages. Why? Because you decided to eat that food. I'm not decreeing miscarriage over you. I'm telling you what's going to happen because I'm telling you what God is telling me to let his people know. You're supposed to be fruitful and multiply, but guess what's preventing you from being fruitful and multiplying? That food, that dessert that you're digging into. Is it worth it? No. That food that you're going to love and enjoy for those five seconds, is it going to be worth it that now, six months from now, you and your husband are going to try to have a baby and guess what? Miscarriage after miscarriage, is that worth it? No. There is an assignment placed on that food, that apple pie, that peach cobbler, that pumpkin pie. Guess what? There are curses on it. And it is meant to keep you locked up, your womb locked up. You can't have a kid when you and your husband try six months from now. What's going on? It's been a year. We've been trying for a year and still nothing is happening. Either we keep having a miscarriage or the pregnancy test just keeps saying not pregnant. We're not seeing those double lines. Why? Because let's trace your steps back. Let's go back to November 15th, 
today when the word was released that said don't go to that person's house for Thanksgiving because this is the assignment that's placed on the food. Well, did you, um, did you heed God's instructions? No? Hmm. I think that's the issue right there. Instead, you decided, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, I'll pray over it. I'm telling you right now. In this season, do not go to the house. Okay, say you're not looking to be married. You're already married. Oh, well, that part of my destiny isn't locked up. Well, um... You can go to that family's house if you want to, but guess what? That other part of your destiny, say you are married. Now you notice there's issues going on in the marriage that have never happened before. You've never experienced these issues. December, you guys are just going through it big time. Well, let's trace the steps back. Did you heed the word of the Lord November 15th when God said, don't go to that family's house for Thanksgiving? Did you heed it? No? Well, hmm. And don't think, oh, well, well, it's just a little plate. I'll just get one plate. I, I won't even go back for seconds. Or I'll, um, th there's no way my aunt is into something. There's no way. There's no way. She goes to church. No, no, no. My grandma, she grew up in the church. My grandma's the reason why I got saved. So, th no, no, no. This, this, my grandma's into nothing. I'm telling don't go to the house that you've been going to year after year after year for Thanksgiving. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Don't go. I'm telling you right now because if you go, there will be consequences. And God is giving you a warning right now saying, don't go, don't do it, don't eat the food. Even say, okay, for instance, well, I'll just eat before I go. I'll go, but I won't, I won't even eat the food. You're still going to a place that God told you not to go. So is that obedience or is that disobedience? To me, that sounds black and white. If he said, don't go to the family member's house, but you go, you're still in disobedience. So the enemy can have his way in you because there's a circle around each of us. We can either step out or we can stay in. Did you step out? Oh, it won't be so bad. Oh, God didn't tell me that. Oh, she wasn't speaking to me. No, God didn't tell me not to do that. Okay, I'm telling you now. You try to have a kid six months from now, but you went to this aunt's house for Thanksgiving. Your womb is going to be locked up because the word, what God is saying right now is there are curses on that food. God is exposing in this season. He's not exposing you. Ex sorry, he's not exposing it to you just for you to continue to go on in it. He's exposing it to you so that your destiny can be unlocked and it can stop being put on pause. You feel like you're being delayed because you are delayed. Can things be thrusted forward in the glory? 1000%. But you've got to stay in obedience. You can't think that you're just going to do your own thing. No. Continue to read the word of God. Continue to study it specifically study the prophets and what, what God had them do. Think of, it was crazy if you told somebody, oh, I got swallowed by a well. I was in the belly of a well. And then it thrusted me out. Come on now. You know how fake that sounds? That sounds crazy. You can't tell somebody that. Well, Jonah, it happened to Jonah because of his disobedience. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. But guess what? God sent a well to swallow him up. You know how crazy that sounds. That's not a movie. 
That actually happened. This is real life. This is not fairy tale. This is not made up. That is real life. That's what I'm talking about. There are crazy things that God is going to say to you. God is going to point out that uncle that you love so much that's actually a warlock. That cousin that has just been your, that cousin is so close to you and such, um, you guys grew up together. You just love this cousin that you call this cousin your sister. But little did you know, this cousin, cousin has been in uh, witchcraft. But you didn't know that. But now God is telling you, because that same cousin that's like, oh, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that you get married. I'm going to pray for you that you have kids. I ain't praying for you to have nothing. I ain't praying for you to meet your spouse. They're praying that your spouse stays locked up and doesn't locate you. They're praying that your womb stays closed so you don't have those kids. Because they have an assignment. Just like you were sent on assignment on this earth. Well, guess what? They were sent on assignment in the bloodline to hinder your destiny from being unlocked and to hinder the bloodline of the destiny from being unlocked. It's about assignment. And they don't want your assignment to go forth. And what you're doing in your prayer time, what you're doing at your altar, you're hindering them. You think they want to be hindered? No. They have assignments they have to fulfill. Or guess what? There's going to be consequences on their end. There's going to be consequences from the enemy concerning them and what they're doing. Don't go to Thanksgiving. Don't go to Thanksgiving. Don't go to Thanksgiving. I don't know how many other ways I can say it. Don't go to Thanksgiving. Don't eat the food. Oh, we'll bring you a, a, a plate back. Mm-mm. <laughs> No, I don't want any leftovers. No, I don't want it. It's not worth it. That plate of Thanksgiving food that is so good every year is not worth your destiny staying locked up. It's not. What you've been crying out to God for continues to stay locked up year after year after year because you keep pulling your chair up to the enemy's table to feast. And guess what? Before you didn't know, which is understandable, but now you know. And how do I know you know? Because God is exposing. He God is not a man that he should lie. That's what scripture says, correct? Well, guess what? If he says he's exposing in this season, he's going to expose. So I know for a fact, guaranteed 100%, God has exposed people to you. And he's going to continue to expose because he said he was going to and my father doesn't lie. He's not a man that he should lie. So don't go to Thanksgiving. The warning has been sent out. Now what you do it from here on out is up to you. It is up to you. You don't have to give some um, understanding to other family members to help them to understand why you're not going. Simply tell them you're just not going this year. You're staying home. You don't have to go. You don't have to make it. You don't even see. And what some of you will do is you'll lie. Because you think that a little white lie is not going to do any harm. But let's think about this. Isn't a little white lie, is that the truth? Let's be black and white. Is that the truth? No, it's a lie. Are we supposed to lie? No. Holy Spirit lives in you. He is, he is truth. Does he lie to you? No. Are we supposed to be like Holy Spirit, like God our Father? Does he lie to you? No. Are you supposed to, supposed to have the character of Christ? Does he lie? No. Why are you lying? But for you, you think, oh, it's a little white, white, what? It's a little white lie. Why are you lying? Tell the truth. 
you're not going because God told you not to go this year. Now, do you have to give complete understanding? No, you don't have to give complete understanding, but you don't have to lie and say, oh, what some of you will do is say, oh, I'm sick. You know, I don't want to get anybody else sick, so I'm going to stay home. You're not sick. You, you cursing yourself right now. You're not sick. Why are you telling them you're sick? You're afraid of their opinion? Are you afraid of man? God called us not to be afraid of man. I forgot who it was. Ah, wish I could remember Holy Spirit. Who was it? Um, there was a prophet that God told him, I'm going to put my words in your mouth and I want you to go and speak this. But basically, something along the lines of if you... If you're afraid of them, I'm going to make you look stupid in front of them, so to speak. He didn't say stupid, but I'm going to make you look silly in front of them. He didn't say silly. I don't remember the exact word that he used, but God's going to make basically make you look funny in front of them. Stop being afraid of man. Do you serve man or do you serve God? Because a lot of you serve man, but you think you're serving God, but really you're serving man. Really, a lot of you, people have become your idol. Whether it be your husband, your kids, your sister, your favorite aunt, whoever it is, they've become your idol. And when you have something as your idol, now, you're, now, now you are blinded to it. Now you serve that idol over God. That's not the way God designed it. God is supposed to come first. So now what you're doing is you're cheating on God. God doesn't like to be cheated on. He does not like to be cheated on. And actually, a lot of this contamination in your camp, it is idols. That best friend, that best friend has become an idol. And God is removing that idol because he wants nobody before him. But you place this idol before him and he's not having it. He's coming for your idols as he's exposing. And I'm going to tell you right now, some of it's going to hurt. And I'm sure some of it has already hurt and some of it hasn't made sense. But don't get caught up in the negative of it. Look at it in the positive. The more God is exposing people in your life that's not supposed to be there, guess what? Your destiny is being unlocked more and more. See it that way. See it. Another layer of my destiny has been unlocked. A layer of myself has been unlocked. Oh, that husband I've been crying out to for the past decade, it's closer than ever before. Because the more God exposes, the more God reveals, the more God removes, He's removing all these hindrances out of your path that's going to lead you straight on the path to your destiny. Because right now, here's your destiny, but it's so locked up that you, you, you can't even get to it. So now he's removing this covering and removing that covering and removing this one, which is what? It's these demonic coverings that have been placed there by the people closest to you. And as God exposes, another one's coming off and another one's coming. And you're that much closer. You're that much closer to that marriage you've been crying out for, de for a decade. You're that much closer to um, getting pregnant with that, um, that baby you've been wanting. You're that much closer. You're that much closer to fulfilling the will of God. You want to sit here and travel and do the will of God. Well, guess what? Your destiny has been locked up by that person right there that's close to you. That you've been confiding in. That you've been telling everything to. And God is saying stop doing it. Keep your mouth closed in this season. Close it. Close it. Stop telling everybody everything. Some of you guys are such talkers that you just spill everything out. Mm -mm. Don't do it. Not in this season. Not in this season. And again, when God exposes, believe him. Trust him. And continue to stay on the fast. Like I said, God was saying for everybody to fast. And I hope that you're, you're doing that because 
it's going to continue to expose. You want him to expose. And don't go on the fast and just, oh, I'm not going to eat from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Actually spend time with God. Actually meditate on the scriptures that was sent out in the email. Because if you meditate on it, God will reveal it. Get that word down in you. Read the Bible. Like I said, specifically focus on certain prophets because there are certain things that he had them do. He had them maneuver a certain way that other people didn't understand. But guess what? They didn't go back and forth. They weren't double-minded. They decided that this is what God said and this is what I'm going to do. And they weren't held back by man. You are going to be held back by man if you allow these idols to stay in your life. If you allow these idols to stay in your camp that are a cursed thing that's been holding you down, that's been holding your destiny down, and you're not going to make any movement. It is not worth it in the last part of this year. It is not. You want to start December out even differently. This is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing God say, surprise. That when I tell you he's been showing me, I don't know, maybe two weeks, three weeks, he just keeps saying surprise, surprise. I've been seeing surprise everywhere. I keep hearing him say surprise. I think he even had a dream about it. But anyways, he's saying surprise in this season. Who is the surprise for? Number one, the surprise is for the enemy. God is throwing the enemy off. Just like he told me, oh, go live every day in November. Okay, so I set my mind to him to go live every day in November. And God said, oh, change of plans. Surprise. I'm actually going to take you off the grid for a few days. I didn't know how long it was going to last, but he took me off the grid and now he's brought me back. Well, when he brought me back, when I tell you, he has definitely surprised us. Decoy and I, our kids have been surprised and that's not it. There are much more surprises happening. Um, the last part of this year is even especially into 2024. But let's finish the last part of this year out strong. He's exposing, he's exposing, he's exposing. And with these with this exposing, he's surprising the enemy. He's going to move you in a certain way. He's going to have you um, secretly do things, secretly make certain movements. It's going to throw the enemy off. One thing about God that I've learned is God likes to play games. God, God, God is funny if you let him be. Like he, he is funny. He's not this strict, this uptight, this... Um, doesn't know how to laugh. No, God is funny. When I tell you there have been many times that God has thrown the enemy off when it comes to the Koi and I are kids. And he is literally laughing at the enemy. He's going to surprise the enemy and it's going to be hilarious. And you're going to be able to sit and watch. So that's the one way he's going to surprise. The other way is he's going to surprise you as far as what he does in the last part of this year. But you've got to come out of agreement with the enemy. You've got to break these covenants, these contracts on your bloodline. Um, you've got to have these idols destroyed. You've got to allow God to remove these accursed things in your camp. Because as he's clearing these things out, God is a rewarder. And guess what? He's going to reward you. These steps of obedience that you're taking, you're not just taking steps of obedience. God is going to reward you. Think about your child. When your child does something, you want to reward them, correct? Yes. God wants to reward you even more than you want to reward your child. Well, guess what? When you are obedient, he rewards you. And um, there's going to be ways that he's going to surprise you, things that you are not going to expect. God knows during this time that this is a lot for some people. You don't want me to go to get Thanksgiving like that. Thanksgiving is some people's favorite holiday. Some people enjoy Thanksgiving over Christmas. So yes, God understands it's a big deal, but he also understands it's an even bigger deal if you continue to stay in agreement with that. But as you walk this out, as you stay in obedience, 
God is going to reward you 1,000%. Let me see. So those rewards that he's going to give you, they're going to be surprises. The obedience is worth it. Put the plate down. Don't eat the plate. Some of y'all, I'm telling you, some of y'all are still going to go. Some of you guys are still going to go. Don't go to Thanksgiving. Don't sit at that table. You're feasting with idols. The very thing that God is trying to destroy in your life, you're keeping it going. Here it is, Galatians 6 and 9. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will do not give up. What is that harvest? That harvest is our reward. Continue to be obedient. Say you're not seeing anything. Don't give up. Saying it's becoming more difficult. The warfare has increased. Don't give up. Why? Let us not become weary in, well, in doing well. Don't become weary in it. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So you will reap it. Don't give up. Yes, it can be difficult. Yes, the warfare can increase. But guess what? Stay in that place of praise. When I tell you staying in the place of praise has changed, literally changed my life, it has changed my life. That's how significant it is. Stay in the place of praise. Stay in the place of praise. But, Holy Spirit, is there anything else? Because I think I'm about to close it out. Is there anything else? Anything else? Nope, that's all. So, the warning has been sent out. Don't go to Thanksgiving. Stay at home. Don't eat the food. Don't take a to-go plate. Don't have your family members bring you a leftover plate. Don't go to Thanksgiving because it'll keep your destiny locked up. And we don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that. But anyways, that's all for now. I'll be back tomorrow unless God says otherwise. But I had fun today. Stay excited. Stay excited. Stay in the place of excitement. Keep that energy high even though it is a place... Even though it is a time where God is exposing, stay, stay high, stay excited. Guess what? Be excited that now that person that was in your life that was holding your destiny down has now been exposed. So now your destiny is opening up more and more and more. And it's going to continue to open up as the end of this year progresses. So stay excited. It really is a place of excitement. Continue to praise God. Continue to thank God for what he's doing. Even if you don't feel it, your feelings don't have to line up. Guess what? As you continue to go in Psalms and read, just find a chapter and just read it. Just for, for an hour even. That may sound like a lot, but you scroll social media for two hours. Can you read the Psalms for one hour? Yes, you can. So read the Psalms. Just keep going chapter after chapter after chapter. And I guarantee you, if you continue to do it, it will shift your perspective it will start shifting you on the inside because you don't have to see things on the outside line up before you shift on the inside. No, shift on the inside first. Shift on the inside first. Become joyful on the inside first. And because if you, if you 
shift on the inside first, well, guess what? Everything on the outside is going to look different. Your perspective is going to be different. Your lens are going to look different that you're looking through. All because you shifted first on the outside, but nothing changed on the outside. All because you shifted on the inside. It feels like everything on the outside has changed. Why? Because you shifted first on the inside. But anyways, you've got this. Continue to read God's word, specifically study his prophets, because God is going to tell you to do certain things that's going to make you uncomfortable, that may be hard or difficult for you at first, but as you continue to press into it, as you continue to give into it, as you continue to do it, guess what? You're going to realize more and more this is God's voice. This is what he's telling me to do. Be obedient. Anyways, I love you guys. I'm excited. I'll see you tomorrow unless God says otherwise, but that's it. Bye.